simulations to be this real. Much of it is real, sir. I disengage the safety protocols. Without them, even a holographic bullet can kill. It's all a holographic simulation. Please enter program. I was thinking of something a little more intimate. Program complete. You may enter. You may now enter the holodeck. Cool. Uh, well, welcome to Trek to the Holodeck, our first episode ever. I'm Jan. I'm Dylan. I'm Darius. And this is the podcast where we are going to find and rank the best holodeck episodes from all of the Star Treks. That is the goal. Yeah. What constitutes a holodeck episode, Dylan? Uh, anything that has the holodeck in it. Cool. <laughs> so there's yeah, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a few episodes that. Uh, are very heavily holodeck episodes and then there's going to be the episodes that like have it interspersed right right exactly like some episodes there's just not much holodeck action at all Uh, but we're still going to address them because we want a definitive list and you can't be definitive without looking at everything based on what we've our research nobody's found the definitive list of the best holodeck episodes of all time and us being uh, trekkies we thought why not uh why not just find that out why not just do it ourselves? Why not have a, just a definitive list? And no, this is not going to be fun. This no. is going to be a job. This, this is absolutely, <laughs> we're, we're doing hard, hard work. Uh, so, so no having some, fun? This is a no fun There's podcast. some episodes that are probably going to be a slog to get through, and I'm never going to want to ever watch them ever again. Uh, which is shit. why we're also going to do this not in any particular order. At least that's our current no. plan. Um, and we're going to mix in the different series because uh there are four series so far i believe that include the holodeck or involve the holodeck in any way yeah mm-hmm. uh, well also true. we can also i think we'll also go back and we'll watch some of the, the i think there's a couple episodes of the original animated series that have the precursor to the holodeck in them which would be oh. interesting yeah it would be, be bonus episodes. episodes yeah yeah totally <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, without uh, further ado i think we we all decided for the first one to watch the season six episode fistful of datas fistful of datas fistful of data so uh, do you guys mind if i launch into a little trivia on the episode yeah what yeah 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 cool, give us some trivia cool, cool. yeah uh so this is the third episode of tng directed by patrick stewart Patty Stew, I saw that Whoa. actually yeah. at the end there. That's very cool. Um, I'm gonna start calling him Patty Stew P- now. Peace Stew, Patty Stew, I think. Patty, or just Patty. Uh, Peace <laughs> It's of course a reference to the Sergio Leone movie uh, starring Clint Eastwood called Fistful of Dollars. Fistful of Dollars, which was also based off of a samurai movie, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. So just yeah. an adaptation yeah. of an adaptation of an adaptation. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, good good point. Cool. Well, good point. Uh, it's co-written by Robert Hewitt Wolf and Brandon Braga. Braga, I gotta find that out if we're gonna do a Star Trek podcast. Um, and <laughs> ro- this is the first episode written by Robert Hewitt Wolf, uh, and it got him the job as a writer on Deep Space Nine. Whoa! Yeah, so oh, so shit. he ended up he 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 went on. This to, is the one that got it. Yeah, he ended up like writing thirty episodes of Deep Space Nine. Uh, That's pretty cool. And then Brandon Braga, uh, or Braga, God, I got to figure that out. Brandon B, BB, as we call him. BB. uh, He wrote All Good (laughs) Things, uh, the movie Star Trek Generations and Star Trek First Contact, and was a showrunner for Voyager and Enterprise. Wow. 
uh, a lot of strength, a lot of strong action in the. He's in the fam. Yeah. In the the Trek fam. Cool. Another fun piece of trivia is this was filmed uh, in the back of the Universal lot. Uh, they, I could have told you that. <laughs> the address is <laughs> Six Points, Texas, Backlot Universal Studios at 100 Universal City Plaza, Universal City, California, USA. Hey, we we live we live close to there. Should we go? We should have gone. We should have gone. We can just go to the holodeck. And we should have made we should have made our first episode a field trip episode. Oh yeah, that would have been fun. <laughs> We're here live on set. A fistful of datas. <laughs> We'd be the only people there, look like saying, "Oh, is this where they filmed Fistful of Datas?" Yeah, yeah. When we <laughs> and I would be like, "What? You know the Western, the Star Trek Western episode? You know that one, right? You must." <laughs> fistful of datas. Come on, it's a classic. Come on, guys, get with it. And you mean it's like I'm not sure. A fistful of dollars, like no, 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 no. Fistful of datas. Data. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> uh, they shot all the the western scenes in one day. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, if, maybe. I mean, like, I feel like that's pretty impressive, though. That's a lot of. Yeah, and, I guess that is. And the amount of light. I, I mean, like, it just seems like they were one taking it the whole way. So. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty simple. They just got to put them costumes on, and they're already in the west. They got that nice little set, so they're just rolling. Uh, that's about it I have on trivia. There are like a little, little, a few other things that we could talk about while we talk about the episode. Yeah, cool. let's get into it. What's cool. uh, so this this episode starts off with uh, uh, Patty Stew uh, practicing his flute with his beautiful corduroy shouldered jacket, which is one of my favorite outfits of his. I do like how in and the later the- seasons, yeah, they start spicing thing like spicing up the uniforms but basically just for patrick stewart just for peace it also it also feels like at that point yeah picard has just gotten so over the formality of things because they've been out there for so long <laughs> he's so he's done just with like, it nah, fuck this i'm so yeah, done with ep- the formality of this and this episode is like the peace day resistance of like please leave me alone like he's trying oh. to play the flute and everyone's coming in and like and trying to bother him, and then eventually Worf comes in and is like, I want to do all this stuff. I want to work. I want to, like, yeah. oh, we have two days <laughs> off, and I was wondering if I could work these two days. And Picard is just That's like... That's the thing, is they have these days off. That's where we start this episode, is they have, like, two days off for everybody to do whatever they want. And it seems like Patrick Stewart is in, like, peak COVID-19. <laughs> like, I'm not going to talk to anybody. Just want to play my everyone, flute. everyone just wants to talk to him (laughs) (laughs) it's their quarantine and he denies Worf both of his things he's finally just like Worf fucking relax and take a day off have fun stop working specifically (laughs) Worf wants to do like either he wants to test out the main phaser array or run security drills uh, (laughs) which are totally makes sense for his character uh, yeah, but it busybody, and he really, and and then we find out it's revealed when Worf goes back to his quarters that he was looking fucking... for an excuse not to hang out with his son. Fucking Alexander, Alexander. yeah, because Alexander was like, <laughs> so did 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 the captain give you the time off? And so yeah. we know that he was actually asking for time <laughs> to work, <laughs> but Picard basically ordered him to hang out with his son. 
Which I hate Alexander. You don't like, like Alexander? Oh. I love him, but he is so annoying. I mean, he, like I yeah. feel like I feel like this may not be intentional, but they put you in Worf's position where you're like, God damn it, Alexander, please stop talking. <laughs> yeah, he didn't know all the time. that he was going to have this kid. This is, By the way, there are only seven episodes in all of Star Trek The Next Generation that feature Alexander. Are you serious? It feels like but We more, also right? have to mention the fact that during this time where he's playing the flute, Data and Jordy come in and are asking for permission oh, yeah. to work on this project of trying to hook data up to the ship so that they can like in times of like war or something, when the ship is down, data can take over some functions that would help them stay afloat. You know, it's like a remote yeah. desktop situation or like, just like, like, yeah, like, Oh, uh, we need and some they, more yeah. horsepower. So we just plug in data into the CPU. And they, and they like, I hate it whenever they like flip his head open and there's the weird, like, the weird wig hair that flips open it always grosses me out it creeps me the fuck out always like because it's like one of those press they like push it in and it flops up right and it's yeah. so gross and it, it they did look like a little bit time. of sound design there too yeah and even Jordy's like I hate doing this it's fucking weird and then <laughs> and then Data's like why you do this to a lot of other things he's like no, you're like a human being. This is weird. Yeah, Jordy's like you're not. You're not just like a, a a pad. You're not just like one of a tricorder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're special. And then Data is like, you know what? You're, you're a special too. human being. You know that. <laughs> and and Jordy doesn't say thank you. He said he looks at him and he goes, okay, let's move on. Like he he doesn't say thank you. He's just like he accepts it and is like, let's check on this over like, here. Jordy, Good luck. Jordy, like every once in a while, is reminded that his best friend is is a is just a, is a robot. <laughs> it's like my best friend is the weirdest thing alive. Uh, <laughs> that that constantly hits him like once an episode of like, oh, my best friend's a an android. Cool, cool. But he Very literally cool. does not understand how emotions work. Great. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> He's also uh, uh, growing a, a beard here. He's got a five o'clock I, I love that uh, that moment because he's just like, Data just basically <laughs> shits on yeah. his beard. Yeah. And is like, <laughs> it's like, are you trying to grow a beard, Jordy? And Jordy's like, yeah. And then Data's like, you can't really see it. <laughs> and Jordy's like, well, just give it, give it time, dude. Just. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I'm not an android like you. I can't just put a beard on. Jesus. Back off, friendo. <laughs> okay, so so he's interfacing with the Enterprise, right? Now, yeah. simultaneously, simultaneously, Worf and Alexander go on their mandated father-son holodeck adventure. Yeah, and they show yeah. up in the, the Wild West with the hat yeah. and everything. And their spurs and all that Specifically, stuff. Specifically, yeah. it's yeah. Deadwood, 19th century Earth. And they call it the ancient West. That I I was gonna say that I love that, I love it. The ancient West, yeah. yeah. At yeah. what point do they well, like in- like when they start calling things ancient in the twenty fourth century? Like oh, yeah, nineteenth century. That's ancient. That's like four hundred years ago. I don't know. We don't call things. Should we start years calling ago things ancient? ancient. No, but, but the Wild West was like a fucking long ass time ago for them. Yeah, I mean that's like we call we we say ancient Greece. Right, but yeah. that's like 2,000 years ago. 400 years ago was like England during uh, Shakespeare's time. 
You don't call it ancient England? No, I don't. I call it. <laughs> it's like we we call it ancient England. Yeah, it's Elizabethan England. Okay, well, this ha- it, this year it happened. We switched oh, over to ancient England. Yep, that's right. Yeah, yeah, we switched yep. over. Somebody must have not told you. No, I didn't get the memo. <laughs> they're in the ancient West. They're in Deadwood, and it is actually little people know this, but it's the prequel to the TV show Deadwood. It is. Yeah, Whoa, yeah they do a lot yeah. of the groundwork. It's it was it's, it's, it's called a, it's a backdoor pilot for Deadwood, and they didn't actually <laughs> yeah. use this one. But like, eventually HBO was like, I think we can do something with this. I've never seen Deadwood, but I'm gonna assume that that's the case because oh yeah, 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 we can assume this. This episode, by the way, to me is loaded with incredible campy dialogue uh, and oh, really fun oh, yeah. stuff. And it really shines when Data shows up. Oh, in my totally. Uh, but like one of the first lines, I think the first line there actually, Worf goes, "What is our function here?" Oh yeah, and then, <laughs> and then he's like, "We're the sheriff," and Worf's like, "Law enforcement," <laughs> and you can see like the his eyes light up. He's like, "Oh yeah," yeah, like credits. He's kind of starting to get into it. He's like Alexander, and I don't know if it's because like he's Worf's son, so he's gonna have the same predispositions of liking things. Or is, does he just really know his dad? And it's like, well, my dad's a security officer, and I'm like, we're going to hang out. So I want to do like a ancient West holodeck adventure with him. I think I, I think that's probably what it is, because Alexander just wants to hang out with his dad. Yeah, I just hang out like, with yeah. his dad. That feels like all of the Alexander Alexander episodes are just like, I want to have a, a cool relationship with my dad. Wait, is Worf shitty dad on Trek? He's kind of, like, I don't want to say he's shitty, but he's he's not, not in prepared. a bad way. You know, he, no. he, he's unprepared dad that he eventually like loves being a dad but he just wasn't prepared to be a dad yeah i do like those alexander episodes where he like learns something about being a better dad do you think it's gonna happen this episode dylan um no (laughs) (laughs) cool well we're gonna find out (laughs) no he just he wants to save his kid like that's a natural instinct i don't think he learns anything i think he's just like the shit's going haywire and we got to save my kid wait the shit's gonna go haywire you know what? Watch the episode. I'm, this isn't a this this isn't a recap for people who haven't okay, that's seen true, it. Okay, that's true. That's true. You should watch the episode because we're we're not yeah. hesitating on yeah. spoiling here. I well, like so, like they walk up to the saloon, right? And the first thing we see is like basically a hooker up on the the balcony. Oh yeah, and <laughs> and Worf has like the dad moment of like. My kid made this? You wrote like, this looks, program? Looks at Alexander is like, you wrote this program? And then he's like, no, Lieutenant Barkley kind of helped no. me. No, there's, n- there's no, no, nowhere in the world did Lieutenant Barkley help Alexander write this program. Alexander wrote this program all by himself, <laughs> and he's just he's just passing the buck off to Lieutenant Barkley because he doesn't want to like admit it to his dad. I immediately thought when he said, you wrote this yourself, I was like, how do you write a holodeck program? Like what? How exactly does that happen? And then he said Barkley helped him, and I was like, "What does that entail? Like writing a holodeck program? This is a child." I think you said it. Like the the computer, we 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 will see or have seen in other episodes how like the computer will be like will create an episode based on like what inputs you put in. Like oh, like I want like I want like oh uh, okay. Um, but that being said, like I think Barkley. I'm, I, I, I've always I felt like, we've all, like the, the elephant by. in the room about holodecks is that absolutely everybody would use it for porn. 
<laughs> well, and in DS9, they're like, come on to the hollow suites. And they're all like sexy about it. And so like, I just wanted like, Barkley is the hugest, the biggest nerd on the Enterprise besides Jordy. Uh, and I I just, I I bet, I'm willing to bet, like, the implication here is that Barkley is, he's just a filthy man. He's just. I, well, Barkley Barkley is the one that gets addicted to the holodeck. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Oh. I like to think that, like, Alexander was in the hallway programming it, and he's like, Western, Deadwood, and Barkley walked by and was like, boobs, and then just, like, <laughs> kept walking. <laughs> You're going to want some titties in this, Alexander. Trust me. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> well, also, like, uh, in, 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 like, future and other series, I think, like, Voyager does this pretty heavily too. Writing holodeck programs, you're you're in the holodeck, like creating like oh, the yeah. environment, and then you're writing a story and you're giving that to the computer, and the computer kind of like ingests that all for you. So Alexander wrote a story, and Barkley was like, "Let me take a look at that. I uh, I just got a few notes here. Let me just change it." Yeah, Alexander here. has a great <laughs> understanding of of. Western tropes, if that's the case, or maybe the computer yeah. does, because uh, like there's, there's the Eli Hollanders seems to be the principal bad guy. This is the, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. has murdered twenty three people in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, yeah, I think a real person. It's a real person. That was it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't is? know, but like whoever the actor is that they originally got to play Eli Eli Hollander before, spoiler Data takes over. That guy never killed twenty three people. Look at that guy. <laughs> that guy never killed 23 people. Like, come and on. And his companion, the Mexican guy, knows it, too. Yeah. <laughs> He's just looking at him laughing. Just laughing He's like, the whole time. laughing. I love, like, I love that character. Um, it's inappropriate, probably, but in just the perfect, like, homage way that a Western holodeck program would be. Uh, oh, absolutely. Just, like, this giant mustache and the, uh, the, sh- the, the most ammunition offensive. shell belt. Which actually is a uh, kind of evokes uh, or invokes Worf's um, thing that he wears. Oh, yeah. a little thing. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Totally, totally. Uh, and then it becomes there's even that joke, more. There's that joke that Eli Hollander says to him too. Like, you laugh so much. I wonder. It's a wonder why you don't have flies on your mouth. I don't get. I don't get that joke. <laughs> Neither do I. Don't I. think it's funny, and I don't understand it. I think it's just a nonsense. Like the holodeck program is not perfect yet. It just <laughs> the joke that precedes that <laughs> is that on. like whoever like Eli Hollander is mad at his wanted poster and they, and he says something along the lines of like whoever drew that I, I'm gonna kill whoever drew that because I'm ten times uglier than than that in real life. That's a <laughs> yeah. good joke. Hilarious classic. I'm Full just gonna classic. say that Barkley wrote the uh, flies in your mouth joke yeah. and we can move on. From that <laughs> <laughs> and that's so, so, that. So. Uh, Long story short, uh, Worf arrests Eli Hollander, and it's super easy. And Alexander is like, the shit this out sucks. Of like, this is easy mode. Yeah, so, you can't do this. So what, what happens? Yeah, Alexander, he, who some there, apparently there are no parental uh, <laughs> guidance or like limitations Zero. on a holodeck. Zero. So Alexander is just straight up like, increase program difficulty to level four. <laughs> uh, <laughs> also, increase program difficulty to level four. Do we ever find out... What, what the like scale? top level of difficulty <laughs> no. is? Like, what's I, the scale here? I think I think we should keep track. We of We should it. keep track of this. What is the highest difficulty That's level a, that it's ever gone? Yeah, yeah. We should because like if it's out of five, four is really hard. But if it's out of ten, like four is easy. But That's it's still right? like he's, PG he's thirteen. There's a, like it pushes back a little bit, or maybe PG. You know, like I mean, it 
here's the thing is I could expect Worf to win like a level eight holodeck program. So in Alexander, if if it's one to ten, I I could expect him to win up to level eight. So when he was like level four, I was like, okay, where what? What are they level two? Like at the beginning? Like how? I bet it's just a basic like level one, no challenge. Like yeah. That that would be my my guess because he just walks in and arrests Eli Hollander. There's like no fight to it at all. Yeah, huh. it's as if the computer designed it for Alexander to to beat it. Oh yeah, not not Worf. That's true. I also love how much Worf is getting into it when he when he beats the second one, and it's level four, and he's beating all the dudes up, and he looks at Alexander. He's like. I can see why you like this program, or like I can see the benefits of this program, or also, whatever. In that in that fight, they got so much breakaway furniture. Oh, that's oh, it's so the best. great! Yeah, it's you gotta very have it classic. in a western. Like it's they're hitting the tropes hard. very hard, and it's great. Uh, I love it. It's all over. Yeah, uh, Worf. Um, here's a little bit of trivia. You can really clearly. I, I was, I thought I saw this. But like, you can really clearly see that Worf's double takes the chair to the back. The, uh, Michael Dorn's oh, double. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just an obvious stand-in <laughs> situation, which I'm not sure if, like, they didn't care because it was on TV and nobody would see it again, or mm-hmm. if it's, like, an homage to, like, a, a piece to homage to those Westerns where maybe sometimes things were a little bit... Is it, like... Because I didn't notice it as much as, like, the Caddyshack double. No, it's not like, like when that. When she's deliberate. diving off the diving board where you're like, <laughs> that was bad. Like, that was not real, yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of bummed we didn't get uh, anyone like thrown over the bar in this. Yeah, well, they only had the day. A... True, also and true. It, yeah. There wasn't a lot of extras, you know. It yeah, was there's like, like nobody cut... in the bar. There, there are a couple lines here that really stuck out to me. Uh, Worf telling Eli Holland, "You have been accused of committing homicide." <laughs> <laughs> Do you mean murder? <laughs> and and then later when uh, when Eli, uh, wait, what does Eli say? He says he's gonna take something. From Worf, and Worf is just like you are a murderer and a thief. Like the, the order of that is, <laughs> oh, take the jewelry, take your jewelry. Right? Like, yeah, take, he's, they're gonna steal all the jewelry. His, t- take their guns and jewelry. It's like, <laughs> what kind of jewelry do you think they have on them? Yeah, like seriously. And then Deanna Troy shows up with her her rifle. You mean? I'm sorry. Do you mean her Winchester? Durango. Sorry, direct. Ah, uh, sorry. Um, we don't um, find out that she's Durango until a little bit, though. That's true. Sorry, C- Counselor Durango. Counselor Durango. <laughs> uh, Marina Sirtis has so much fun in this episode. She kills it. I was so excited about it. I also love that Deanna Troy as a character just loves westerns. Yeah, like it's so it's her weird. Thing. <laughs> like her dad liked them. There's a lot of like parental yeah. stuff here that I, yeah. I think. Um, the writers are, are playing with like oh like her dad loved this. this is how she connected with her dad she gets to relive yeah. that while Worf is doing that with his dad mm-hmm. and then we're gonna find yeah. out soon that maybe another character has a dad situation another dad oh this is a whole like fatherly episode mm-hmm. it really is Ooh, yeah I didn't think about that yeah I didn't think about that either it's a lot of there's definitely that theme of of dads yeah uh, back on the enterprise because like or, yeah. <laughs> i mean we are on the enterprise obviously but the holodeck is the most important part uh but and deadwood uh okay. while data is interfacing or like i guess pairing with the enterprise she uh, gets wonky uh yeah there's just a, a power surge in his neural net or his positron his positronic net 
and he's like, I shut it down and I need to unplug for a little bit. Jordy analyzes it and everything seems okay. So walk away until, and I fucking love this shot, this little visual storytelling bit when he does the revolver spin with the tricorder. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot that was the first time that we, yeah. the, the one, the first time I remember him like feeling something weird is when uh, his cat's getting on the thing. And then he picks the cat up for the last time and says, Vamoose, you little varmint. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, doesn't realize that he said it. And it's just like, yeah. Cause it, he's just <laughs> saying the things. Well, while we're on while we're on the subject of of it's his little tells while he's on the my favorite is still him walking <laughs> like he's got yeah. bowed legs like out of <laughs> and he like hunches his back a little bit and like oh. after he's clearly exposed himself to the whole crew and he says like I can't remember what he says but he says some weird shit of like what are y'all doing here and Picard and Riker are like. What the fuck is going on right now? And they're like, Jordy, go go check him out. And then he waddles. Right, Picard actually super dismisses it. He's just like, uh, maybe go to engineering and figure this out. Yeah. I don't want to talk to him right now. This is a regular problem. Not a regular problem, but like when shit like this happens, they're like, what the fuck? Like, just go figure, go just, fix it, please. Just take like, your buddy and yeah. fix his brain, please. Jesus. Yeah, take Christ. your best friend and fix his westerny voice, please. <laughs> like, that, that little supply ship is coming here in a day, and he cannot be like this. Yeah. <laughs> he cannot be Vamoose, you little varmint guy. Oh, so good. Oh, lordy. Uh, I do uh, love also uh, just that the spot is 100% a cat. Like, Sp- Very much. Data yeah. is just working on his thing, and Spot jumps on the keyboard. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. So totally. Little... I, I have that in my notes as two cats in this future uh-huh. still just want to be the center of attention and get in front of the computer, right? Like, yep. Oh, absolutely. Is that a cat, or is that like a fake yeah. cat that they like? Not a no, fake it's a cat. cat. Where'd they get it? They brought it from Earth. Really? Like. It's data wanting to like understand humans, well, and so no, he has I a know, pet. I know that. I was just curious. Did they like create it, or did they get it from Earth? I wonder how that works. Sorry, this is, this no, is it's, like a but total it's a good question. It's like, tangent. Uh, yeah, do you I have to put in a special request? It. Yeah, I think you. I think you'd have to put in. I think it'd be like a a supply ship brings them right. Like bring some cats. Yeah, that makes sense. You gotta put in a a request for it. Yeah, when (laughs) Spot from first makes his appearance. But then at at that point, too, like, uh, if you put in a request for one too many animals, they're like, "Ah, you can't. You can't have have that many animals. You don't want a Tiger King situation on a starship. Absolutely not. (laughs) No. And, like, how big of a dog can you actually have? on True. the Enterprise. Yeah. Like, it's like up to 25 pounds. Uh, there is a dog in the original Enterprise, which is pre-Starfleet. Yeah. Oh, okay. Or That's pre-Federation. Cool. Uh, Archer has it. It says Beagle. Portos. Mm-hmm. That's cute. Yeah. I like that. So there's a power surge, and that's when Data it's like, it shows up in Deadwood as, um, what's his name? What's this guy's name? Hol- Papa Hollander. Papa Hollander. And I got to say, his design, his character design with the mustache and everything. Oh, yeah. L- loved it. I actually think he's great in this. 
That's a like, really just as an a, actor. It's a good performance. That's a sp- yeah. I, I think well, this is stealthily uh, a Brent Spiner, uh, Nutty Professor, not Nutty Professor. What's the what's the Eddie Murphy movie <laughs> series where he plays all the characters? The, the, Nutty, the clone. also Nutty Professor. Nutty Professor. It is an also Nutty Professor, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Brent Spiner gets to play multiple roles. I feel like he just constantly either he always pitched that or writers are like oh he's a stage actor a character actor who can do a bunch of let's things put him in. Let's, let's play well, that. that that is like the holodeck episodes is like you want to be this you want to get weird you want to try this and this one is like <clears throat> him showcasing everything including he becomes the mexican guy at some point and it's like oh, yeah, the mild, mildly questionable <laughs> he's got the sombrero and the mustache and you're like Okay, well, I think this has gone too far. Well, I think, no, I think because they are able to make it work because they have the explanation of Data is taking over this part of the ship. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Absolutely. It makes sense in the world that's constructed. Yeah. Uh, But we don't find that out for like a while. And Mm -mm. in fact, like I think at one point Eli, oh yeah, no, he does, he shows up. I take that back. He he does show up, uh, but before like Worf, like Eli, Eli Hollander is like asking Worf, like he's telling Worf like when my pa comes, he's going to like, you know, he's going to show yeah, you and you're going to pay. Yeah. And I love like Worf is very slowly adapting to the genre. Like he yeah. was, he's he's very skeptical totally. at the beginning, but he's like when he's your in now pa comes, <laughs> we'll be ready for it. <laughs> Like he he doesn't yeah. know what pa means, but he's like he could he could tell it's like for him like a oh a like a like a warrior status or the paw. The majority of this is just gonna be us giggling at the way Worf says things. Absolutely, specifically when um when Deanna Troy sorry uh Durango Counselor Durango Counselor Durango is like I'll be your de- your you know your co deputy or whatever for five hundred dollars, and then he immediately goes to Alexander and is like. We're gonna need currency. We're like he's he's, just, yeah. he's like we're gonna need a lot of currency or like yeah. a, a great sum of we currency. Yeah, yeah. Like a great, great sum, sum of currency. Of currency. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, then Alexander, like slightly excited, is like, "I'll go to the bank. Yeah, like, yeah. And I'll and make, make a, a big withdrawal." withdrawal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Which during this whole scene, uh, um, Durango, Counselor Durango, is smoking. Oh and yeah, yeah. A big, I was c- like, a little cigarillo. I was like, hey, I wonder if smoking in the holodeck causes health problems. Like, are doctors mm. having to deal with, like, well, this is people cancer. smoking? This is difficulty level four. <laughs> so it's it's an, her, it's an herbal uh, oh, <laughs> holodeck gotcha. cigarette. Yeah, well, yeah, because right. I, I was also thinking, I'm like, okay, so there's safety protocols. So you can't get hurt, like, getting shot <laughs> in get normal holodeck cancer. programs. So does that mean, like, safety protocols also extend to anything other than like battle like so if i'm smoking then the safety protocols are gonna like i'm not gonna get cancer or something Maybe. like that I, w- I would assume that those cigarellos are the like yeah the holograms right so the smoke's not real the cigarellos yeah. not real i don't know does that fall under like a costume because like when you when you go to the holodeck you go in a costume you don't like true the but holodeck think, doesn't give you the costume. But I, th- I believe we've seen people like drink stuff on a holodeck. Like you can have booze. Yeah. So yeah, like he, yeah. like Worf goes to the bar and is like, "I'll have a Vulcan blood wine or or um not a Klingon. Vulcan blood wine. Yeah, oh, yeah Klingon blood wine." And the and the, the, like, the bartender is like, uh, "This ain't Kansas City." 
Yeah. <laughs> who, who, by the way, we have to, if we're going to go there, we have to, she's mad at Worf because earlier on we find out that she is dating Worf's character basically. Yeah. And they're mm-hmm. supposed to have dinner and Worf just wants to get this over with. So yeah. he's like, no, I'm not doing dinner with you. Like, I don't even know who you are. <laughs> yeah, and Troy's like, I'll, uh, it's cool. I'll, I'll watch after this guy. And, <laughs> and he's like, no, God damn it. Like, <laughs> Uh, she she that. says this line. She's she's talking about the romantic dinner, and she says pure beeswax for the candle. Yeah, what? <laughs> and I feel like it's just like the director. I feel like Pat Peace too is like I know this Peace is not too. written sexy, but I want you to try to make it sexy. <laughs> and it's very campy and very this funny. Is written sexy, and I think that fulfills the totally romance campy. aspect of this episode. And that's it. That's the end of that, the romance. That's about it. <laughs> Until later. That's really about it. Yeah. <laughs> Truly. So Alexander goes to the bank and gets kidnapped by some crazy dudes and brought into like a a mine. And uh, that's when we see Data for the first time. The second time, I think. Second time. In a holodeck. Because he's shown up. Is it? Hasn't he shown up? No. That's no, the first that's time. That's the, first that's time. the reveal. First time. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Point. And then that's he the goes. the reveal that Data's taken over some yeah. part of Paul, this. Yeah. The, uh-huh. And then he goes to the bar to, to confront Worf. And that's when he's drinking the sherry and whatnot. Right, and that's right, when right, Worf right. realizes that shit's weird. Also, like, we, we realize something's weird because Alexander goes, I'm not supposed to be kidnapped just yet. Oh, yeah. So, like, yeah. Right. he knows the story. Alexander knows he's going to get kidnapped, but mm-hmm. it happens a little too soon. Yeah, yeah. Programming has yeah. gone a little rogue. When when Data Hollander comes into the bar and reveals himself to Worf, Worf and Troy think that he's Data, obviously, but he just says, he goes, where's my boy? <laughs> and it's just like so like he's having that's just such a good character where's my boy and like when she gives Worf the sherry he's like not quite too sure what to do with it obviously he knows to drink it but like when he goes to drink it he likes it I think he likes Worf it ends up liking the sherry <laughs> yeah you definitely know? I like, love this thing about Worf like he also does that with prune juice a warrior's drink and in another, yeah in another it's episode, so weird he just like he like <laughs> I like it when he's introduced to things and loves it all of a sudden. I feel like he's just lived a very... It's weird because his parents are so loving. His 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 adopted parents are so loving and, and stuff. But like he seems to just be an uptight dude. Uh, he wanted to be perfect. It's great. Like He is an uptight dude. It's very frustrating for me. I, it's, the, it's, a sim, it's the similar, I feel like, uh, play that, you know... Um, what's his name had? Like when you're half one race half another right. race like you're trying to spock it's like in. a similar idea as spock you know spock was like uptight because like he's half human and he's got these emotions but he's really trying to like play to his alien side of being vulcan you know so like it's the same thing with Worf. like he's really trying to play to this i'm a klingon side of the of this thing mm-hmm. so he doesn't doesn't want to like admit the human side of him because that yeah there's a lot even though you know his adoptive parents are human whatever but it's still just like yeah yeah i get a lot i feel like it's a very clumsy but like noble attempt at telling the story of like a kid who has like white parents who's a person of color that's like what that's what Worf is like he's a klingon but with Lame ass human parents. So yeah, like he, yeah. like I think in an <laughs> episode non warrior parents. Yeah, where the Rajenkos show up on the Enterprise and like he insi- like he 
insisted that we cook him Klingon food. And we did it because we wanted him to feel loved and appreciated for who he was. But, like, yeah. he didn't get, like, a Klingon upbringing in the way that a traditional he's constant. Yeah. He's constantly, like, he's, he's like, overachieving. He's, like, totally. constantly trying to be the coolest of Klingons. And all the Klingons are like, relax, man. <laughs> <laughs> just cool it for a sec. Yeah, just, all right, we're doing, Kling- like, real Klingon stuff. That's uh, what's so nice to see him in this truly like living it up like halfway through he does really start to enjoy it and then shit goes weird and he has to take it seriously but it's kind of a shame because he is kind of having a good time totally the holodex tape cards don't seem to be functioning because uh when commander data slash hollander pushes him he like Worf is like commander data what what the hell's going on here yeah because he grabs him by the shoulder and like you can they have that like bad sound effects of like the crunch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're like, oh uh, wow, because Data is obviously the most powerful person in the on world. the Enterprise, but Worf is like second to Data, right? And yeah. so like, yeah. And then he gets shot and comes yeah. back to the sheriff's place, and that's when Diana Troy's like, "You've been shot." And then Worf's just like, "I <laughs> don't care, whatever." Yeah, yeah he's like, like, "What? I got shot?" <laughs> it's like, yeah, and pretty then she cool. Wraps that perfect, that perfect bandana around his his. Oh, Purple it was so perfect. Yeah, it was so perfect. And then that's when we see um, Data as the the kid, right? Yeah. And he's doing the weird. He's got the the thing in his mouth, and he's doing the <laughs> hey. like real goofy. Howdy, what are you doing there? And he's like doing this like really weird like face. I know that was like a weird New York accent. I'm not quite sure what just happened to my voice, but <laughs> he's yeah he's a, he's a he's a Wild West New Yorker. Uh. <laughs> he's playing up that like he's playing up that like I'm a, a spoiled Brad. Yeah, dumb yeah. spoiled Brad character. It's the, the goofiest character. of his characters in this, in my opinion. It's like real goofy. Well, I don't know. We'll see. One of my one of my yeah one of my favorite goofy characters uh, of his in this is during the shootout when he opens up the door uh, and he's got he's like one of the henchmen with the gun and he like yeah. opens up the door right before the shootout happens <laughs> and like the look the look on his face I don't know it's just so goofy because he's like trying to be real quiet about it. <laughs> He just gets a hundred percent caught. It's so much fun to watch him be weird. Uh, I think it's uh, it's almost more exciting to watch him be weird because we we're always seeing him be just like straight robot. So seeing him get to act is so exciting. There's so much we contrast. Don't get it very often. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So much contrast, uh, mm-hmm. which is which is great. Uh, I wrote down here like Spiner's having too much fun, and which I think Absolutely. is the right amount of fun for Brent Spiner. Yeah. Absolutely. So now that like now that the safeties are off in the holodeck, you also see like Worf and, and Troy like just behaving differently. So like when Pa like comes to visit them at the sheriff's place, he like knocks on the door, Worf pulls out his revolver and it's just this great mm-hmm. shot. It's like the revolver's in yeah. the foreground and then like Troy cocks the shotgun. Yeah. And then the door opens. Uh that's so great. Like genre stuff it's really so like ramps up. And then do this yeah. this two shot with Spiner acting with Spiner. Which I know they were like, yep. are used to doing with data it's and beautiful. lore. Yeah. Uh, but it's really fun to see. And I wonder it how is, they did yeah. it. Totally. They must have just like mastered, like they recorded it twice and like spliced it. There wasn't, there was a point earlier on that I, I, I wanted to like bring up, which also I think plays into this genre aspect of things is when Worf comes back from like trying to find out where Alexander went, he's like, 
He says a few witnesses saw him being abducted. Yeah, he like did a whole investigation. By Paz men, right? But the witnesses never came to the sheriff's like no building. No, no. And we're like, hey, we saw someone get abducted. Like, no, no. He, he walked around to, to every fucking person in that town. Is like, hey, you see a little kid get abducted? No, what the fuck? Hey, did you see a little kid get abducted? No, what are you? What are you talking, talking about? about? What? Yeah. And then and then he finally gets to somebody. He's like, oh yeah, I saw a kid walking back from the bank. He got abducted. Why didn't you say something earlier? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Barkley didn't put it in there. Barkley didn't put it in there. Yeah. I'm supposed to meet the hooker right now. That's but also that's what I'm I think supposed it to be. Barkley's like, I don't really. Those are just for for background. Yeah. <laughs> it plays with the genre of like everyone's afraid right. and knows who these people are totally. and don't want it. Like are gonna like stay stick to themselves. They're not gonna like get yeah. involved in anything that's not. Yeah, and then they they end up making a deal to right. trade kid like, for kid. And then Worf's like, dope, perfect. I will finish up this done. program. And, and I, I will negotiate with <laughs> Terry. And, and Troy's like, uh, he's playing you, dude. And, he's, and, and Worf, You're gonna the total die. Klingon, is like, but we have made an honorable agreement. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, could not like, believe that. You're in the Wild West. The ancient West. Sorry, the ancient West. Uh, yeah, there's just, yeah, there's different different rules. Uh, so funny. And she knows them all. Yeah, because she's she watching them with her dad. Oh, so like yeah, so they, I'll they, like really they quickly summarize what's going on in the Enterprise. They figure out what's that going Data's on. programming yeah. started messing, like when it was paired with the Enterprise, started mm-hmm. exchanging information. Yeah. So some of the Very holodeck much. program got into him. It's like all the literature. It's like all the media on the Enterprise, right? Like his yeah, media yeah. Because they're they're doing they're rehearsing the play, and then Riker says some shit, and Beverly's like, "That's yeah. not the line," and he's like. Uh, I don't know. Wait, this is his poetry. This is Data's poetry. I recognize. <laughs> I this. know he knows it. Yeah, he like <laughs> knows Data's poetry. Uh, yeah. So like, also, the, why, I just had this question while we were watching the whole rehearsal program, like part of this. Like, if you had holodecks, why would you not be rehearsing your play on stage in a holodeck? Because you can. Yeah, you could make them. <laughs> You could make the holodeck make you rehearsal furniture yeah, that would, instead yeah. of just using the chairs on the yeah, Enterprise. I think that would make sense. My, my theory on this, uh, besides the fact that this is already like a super holodeck episode and it like makes more sense to have yeah. to keep those things separated from like a, narr- a narrative standpoint too. But like also there's like what, four holodecks on the Enterprise and a thousand people on it. I feel like there's, you probably have like a certain number of holodeck credits per Can't month or something the, yeah or per week yeah. like using a re- that as a rehearsal like maybe you do the final play there but you yeah rehearse in you know ready room 17 or something like that Con- i also love in that scene specifically when she's like all right um just run it from act two <laughs> she's so defeated. all of the she's so defeated in all of the actors including <laughs> Riker, very like like visibly is like fuck <laughs> Like, I really don't want to start from act two again. Like, you know that they've just, they've been, just running been doing this it over and over and over again. Well, uh, Gates McFadden, I believe, runs a theater uh, in real life now. Uh, 
Oh, so really? Yes, yeah, and I think her background is theater and dance. So I love that they incorporated That's cool, yeah, yeah. those things about her into her character. That's super cool. But yeah, you absolutely you see just just like fuck this. <laughs> I know that feeling. Like yeah, I've had that totally. feeling when the director's like, everyone, Let's, yeah. yeah, from beginning back to it, and you're just like, God damn. But you know what? The They're not off book, <laughs> and I think that's a big part of it. Like Riker that's is not true. off book. No, he's and not. He should be off book <laughs> at this point in the process. <laughs> We don't know, but we also don't know how how far into the process they are because true. We, we still got Crusher, Beverly Crusher, at the beginning of the episode, walking in and trying to get Picard to play a bit part in this play. Yeah, uh. and he's slightly let down too. Well, well first he's, he's like, "Well, I'm not an actor. Like, lead. I'm a terrible actor." <laughs> yeah, and then she's like, "Well, I wasn't going to put you in like... an important role. I was going to make you like the butler." And he's like, uh, uh. "I feel like the terrible actor line was definitely like the writers going like, we're going to have one of the best actors say say." this line like as like a joke uh, right? no, like, yeah the person who wrote that was like and patrick stewart says i'm a terrible actor and it's like a really bold move for Giggling. first time writer hewitt yeah to be like to make the the, the best actor that on the joke. show not yeah. like one of the best actors on the show say that about himself so but good. also patrick stewart directs it so yeah he's stew patty stewie it's great stewie it's great uh, and then they, and then the solution to the data problem is is basically like, oh, we'll just like defrag it. <laughs> we'll just like we'll just do yeah. a, or like a factory, not a factory reset, but like we're just gonna reboot it. We're gonna yeah. turn it on and off. My, my other my other question is, is, they knew this was affecting the hol the holodeck like programs Did as they? well because you know they talk about it. They're like, okay. yeah, it's like all of the like entertainment stuff basically, which is holiday and the stuff replicators yeah. as well, which are yeah. only the replicators. making cat food for response. Yeah. <laughs> only making cat food because that's what data was trying to do, <laughs> which must've been like a terrible four hours for the rest of the crew. <laughs> but some guy hasn't eaten in like 12 hours. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> um, but like, so they know it's, it's dealing with the holodeck yet. Nobody goes and checks on the holodeck programs. Yeah. Like, because within within their program, they're trying to get in touch with people because they're trying to end this program. But nobody in any place of power decides to go and check on any of the holodecks to make sure none of the crew is getting like. Didn't they just hurt open the doors? Like I've seen them open the doors. I think to there's like an unspoken before. like you don't walk into another person's program unless you were invited, that's fair. sort yeah. of thing. Because you yeah, don't know yeah, what's going true. on in there. <laughs> yeah. <that's true>. <laughs> <laughs> Like, uh, you should knock, at least. <laughs> oh, he's uh, Barclays in a holodeck again? I, would, I wouldn't go in there. I would not. I wouldn't even knock, man. Just, I would just, just wait. Just, you know what? I wouldn't even use the, if Even if you have the holodeck reserved after Barclay, I'd wait a couple days. Just sanitize yeah. that motherfucker, man. Let that, let that thing get sanitized <laughs> yeah. first. I would run, yeah, exactly. I would run a few cleaning programs first. Programs in there? Self, yeah. Self-cleans. <laughs> Uh, God. Uh, so they figure it out, and now is like the final showdown with, uh, with Data and Worf, right? Uh, yeah, Pop, Data Holiday, uh, and this is the tropiest, but like so fun, such a great, it's so scene. cool. Uh, the the composer for this episode is Jay Chataway, and I just want to say like, musical cues are great, like great Western They're stuff, so good. super yeah. fun. Uh, and Pete Pete totally. Stewie did a great job on this this last one, with oh, the slow yeah. motion and, and stuff. Yeah, and this is when we find out that Data's taken over all of the bad guys now. Yes, and, he is everyone. And Data, 
like there's the there's the great cut scene where data pops up from all the different places because they're gonna <laughs> it's end. like oh yeah gonna... who's coming over to ledge data as the mexican data. guy who's opening, <laughs> who's the, opening door? the door data as some random data. bar guy <laughs> Um, we should mention that Worf, every- by the way, has 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 modified his communicator. Yeah, right. But for what? To, right hmm. to be. He, yeah, I mean, if you're listening to this episode, you've definitely watched the episode. The, yeah, the if, episode if, we're talking about. If you're this far you ahead. know what he modified it for. But <laughs> that one, that twist actually kind of threw me for a loop because he he modified it and then and then data shoots. And then he like you know slaps his stomach or whatever wherever it is. Yeah. And I was kind of like, this kind of feels like cheating. I honestly kind of felt cheated. I didn't. It didn't feel like clever to me. I was kind of. It's a like, little anticlimactic. Yeah. I I wanted him to dodge the bullet and shoot Data. Personally. But. Yeah, you want that, but then they all start shooting at him. That's true. And then after his shield runs out. Nobody shoots at him. They're like, they're like uh, okay. there's that moment. There's that moment where, where as the Mexican guy, Data goes, "Senor, uh, what does he call him? I can't remember what he calls him, but he's like, Senor something." And he just tosses a gun down, and it's to flipping in slow motion. <laughs> so cool. I thought he was gonna shoot the gun out of the air. That's what I was hoping yeah. for. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't happen. And, and you know, when know. Worf gets shot with all those bullets. Like he just kind of stands there and takes it. I feel like you only yeah. have there's a small window of time you can take advantage of that. Like he should have mm-hmm. taken that time to grab Alexander, but he just I know the special effects were probably the reason why they didn't yeah. have Michael Dorn move. But it just like he just stood there and then it ran out and he's like, "Cool, what's next? I guess I'll just run." And it's like Alexander runs, he runs. <laughs> uh, but he does have a quick draw, doesn't he? He sure does. He does. He, he sure does. does. Partner. Somehow. And then the it's and then it's over, right? He wins. They he's like, get get the fuck out of here. Don't ever come back. Right. The program resolves itself. Yeah, but then he goes into the saloon. It's like, why isn't this Data, over? <laughs> Data shows up as his girlfriend, and Michael Dorn's like, God, no, 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 there's, no, no, no. There's a lot of 1990s style gay panic. Of like, yes. <laughs> but he's also a robot. Like, I'm kind of honestly, I'm kind of. Why didn't he have boobs? I'm actually kind of pissed that they didn't give him boobs because, like, he's supposed to be the character. I think the cross-dressing was enough for 1992. Like, that's as okay. much as they could get away with. 1992 just couldn't handle, couldn't handle the boobs. much more. Right. That's my guess. All right. Or maybe Spiner. They didn't have time. They only had that one, they only had that one that's day. That's true. They, yeah, prosthetic boobs probably would have been a whole thing. A whole thing. Um, and the, the episode concludes. I guess nobody, he doesn't, like, Worf and Troy don't, chew anybody out for what happened like hey yeah no they're um, super chill maybe next time like when there's Don't. errors in the multimedia stuff maybe check the holodecks because like this is the 90th yeah. time that something's gone wrong on the holodeck <laughs> and maybe just make that a normal thing to just check this the feels holodeck. like a this feels like a we need to chew picard out for this because they <laughs> came true. in and they're like hey we want to like shut the ship down and like put it into his brain um, is that cool? And Picard's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> like, go do that. And Jordy's like, okay, but here are the risks. And Picard's like, I don't like. I don't care. It sounds great. <laughs> oh, there's also that moment where where Jordy starts to explain the whole thing to Picard. Yeah. And Picard's like, yeah, yeah, Jordy, I get it. I get it. Dude, I'm trying to like, I'm gonna lose. I I'm know, gonna lose my ability to play I, this flute if I don't. <laughs> I know what you're trying to do. Just 
Just go. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I'm surprised Jordy isn't offended by that because he's kind of an asshole. He really is like, yeah. yeah, I know. I get it. I see the point. But now Picard's like, I have to direct this episode and I can't be in it that much. So just leave yeah. me alone. Uh, yeah, definitely. That is a good point. I didn't, I didn't even think about that. That's probably why Picard isn't in it as much. Yeah. And then there's that really yeah. nice moment at the end where uh, I think he's with Alexander in his quarters, right? And yeah, he's like totally fondly thinking back on the Wild West. Basically, the, the Alexander West. like Alexander does the like, I guess you're never going to do this again. And Worf's like, no. Oh, hell yeah. Maybe Deadwood will need us again sometime. If they do, you know, like, they will yeah. need a sheriff and <laughs> yeah. a deputy. Uh, and then he looks down at the hat and he puts the hat on and he does his weird smile and the so smile gets goofy. held on maybe just a second too long. Mm-hmm. It's fun Whenever, yeah, he does the weird smile, it's great. I would love to write an essay that is a half a joke essay comparing this episode to Westworld. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's a medium post right there. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a real good medium <laughs> post, my friend. His full data versus Westworld and what it means. Yeah. <laughs> when a program goes wrong. Oh, yeah, that's great. Like, honestly, that's Westworld so owes a lot to. I guess the original Westworld movie came out in the 70s. So maybe this yeah. episode owes to that. But yeah, it's. Uh, yeah. What do we what do we rank in this? One? At the end of at the end of every episode, we're going to rank the episode we just watched to try to put onto our board of the best holodeck episodes and consequently we'll be able to find out what the worst holodeck episodes are by the which end of the... might even be more important data than what the best ones mm-hmm. are absolutely <clears throat> so far this is the best one i think so for me this is the best <laughs> one we've watched so far uh, i'm gonna rank it as i'm gonna rank it as the worst that we've watched so far and you can also do I, that i think there's a fair point you could say that and I, yeah. I can see where you're coming from. could absolutely say that. Uh, I, I, I would love to arbitrarily give some, like, out of five rankings to yeah. some categories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Just so what we do could we got? Pretend. So uh, here's some categories we came up with. Uh, one to five? One to five treks? One to, one, one to five treks. <laughs> one to five treks. Um, so the categories are dialogue, romance, okay. action, mm. suspense, camp, and stakes. All right, all right. And I would define stakes as like, is there a danger to people or the end or the enterprise? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's fly through these babies. What we got? Dialogue first. I give it a five for dialogue. I think it's like, I would. It's my opinion. I think it's so funny. It's so funny. Okay. What do you okay. guys think? I'm gonna go with a four, four, just because. I don't know. I haven't seen the other ones yet, so like, I I gotta I gotta hold off. I'm on gonna a five. go. I'm going to go with four uh, because while well, I think you're right, Jan, it's got like hilarious dialogue Good lines. Um, I st- and and lines and stuff. I, th- I feel like there's, j- it, there's room for improvement, right? There's just a little room for improvement. Sure. Yeah. Always. Totally. Okay. So I'll put it, I'll put it down as a four total. Yeah. yeah. Uh, romance. Uh, there's not a lot here. Uh, no. Solid, uh, solid three. I'm gonna go with a two. Me. I'm going with a two in romance. Yeah, I think they they they, they mostly use it for co- comedic effect. We're not we're not in like early next gen where we have like horny Riker. Oh running man, around, I'm so know? psyched like, for those horny Riker episodes. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, next category would be action. Uh, I think it's 
We've got pretty good action. Doesn't have, doesn't have a ton, but does have Troy shooting a hat off of a person. Very cool. And the yes, and he has. It also has a a, a wharf shooting the gun out of uh, Data's hand. It is good. The yeah. action that is in it is pretty good. Yeah, it's great. What's I'm gonna the, go with five. Five. Five tracks. Five tracks. Ooh. I'm gonna go with four tracks, but yeah. I vote five, so two to two to one. We'll put it on a five. Take this is, as you can Sorry. see, this is extremely scientific. Uh, Super scientific. Uh, suspense. Nah. We I kinda, go with a one. Yeah, we kind of know exactly what's going on. Yeah. They do too good of a job. I'll go with a one. I wonder if that category will ever be fully satisfying. Nah. <laughs> Camp. I mean the mm-hmm. the. Camp? Oh, five. I'm going to even give it a five. Yeah. Big time like, five tracks yeah. right there. Big time five on camp. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Super campy and in the best possible way. And then for stakes, uh, eh. it's a three. It's pretty good. Yeah, I guess people yeah. could die. Like Alexand- a child could die. Yeah, actually. And like Worf could die. I don't think uh, Deanna Troy was ever in any danger, really. No, Durango had eh. things on lock. Yeah. Maybe two, two or three. Cool. I'd, I'd give it a three for me. Okay. Stakes. Go three. Three, three, three cool. Trek stakes. Average out to three and a third. Three and a third. Is that the rating right. of this episode? Three point three right. three treks. All right. Out of five. We're gonna uh, we're gonna share we'll this just... spreadsheet with everyone so you can keep track of. Yeah. Thanks for um, joining us, everyone, on our stupid journey. Um, on our first first ever uh, trek to the holodeck. Trek to the holodeck. Man, I'm gonna miss the holodeck, guys. Me yeah. too. Well, we'll be able to come back soon. next week when our credits are back up and recharged. Yeah. yeah. Also, like credit wise, <laughs> like do do uh, commanding officers get more credits per week? Like, is it an honor based system? Yeah. Like, how, I think what it would be like, yeah, it? like commanders would have more credits, but they use them less often because they're needed more. So they probably could donate their their time. That's true. Do they stack? Because like, yeah. Do they roll over? Like, yeah. Where they got some weird means tested shit. Like if I if I transfer ships, does my holodex credits transfer from Enterprise over to they save don't. Voyager that, or something? That's like the that? thing. They don't. So you you gotta use them. <laughs> They're proprietary credits. <laughs> Every starship has different. <laughs> Can I buy more credits? Oh wait, currency is not a thing. Yeah, no, you can't. I don't know what to do. Absolutely like, <laughs> cannot. It's uh, it's rough. Yeah, you you got to use them or lose them. Uh, use them or uh, lose them, baby. Anyways, guys, yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you for the listening and uh, end program. Accessing Starfleet Archives, USS Enterprise D, ten forward. Yeah, I know. And then like. <sighs> After my audition, I felt like uh-huh. I didn't do that well. I just, oh. I felt like she just didn't like what I was doing. But I feel oh. like, gentlemen. Hey. Oh, hey, Lopec. May I join you? Yeah. What's up, Lopec? Take a seat, guy. Yeah. Pert, Tom, how are you? Uh, uh, okay. Okay. Not bad. I mean, you seem distressed, Tom Space. Yeah, Lopec. Uh, did you audition for uh, Crusher's play? Ah. I did receive a script, but I could not memorize the lines in time. So you received a script? I feel like, I feel like a lot of people received a script and were asked to do it, and I had to audition. And oh then, like, shit! After I got my, a script too. I turned it down. You got a you got a script too? God damn it! I feel like I had to audition, and I feel like yeah. there wasn't a lot of audition people auditioning. Like when I came in, it was kind of just Beverly Crusher, and me in the room. And then oh. I did my audition, and she was like, 
thanks. Uh, we'll be in touch. <laughs> and then I found Ooh. out she offered the part I auditioned for to Picard. Ooh, ouch. Ca I mean, it's Picard. Ca Captain Picard? Captain. Yeah, Captain Picard. Of the Enterprise. Yes. yes. Lopec. Lopec. The Enterprise. The We're on the Enterprise, Lope. But that is not logical. The captain of the ship is too busy to be in a production. Yeah, he turned it down. Even to play a low, simple role that anybody could do. Right. He, he turned it down, Lopec, and that's what makes me even more annoyed because I still don't have the part. That's a shame, really. John from John from the engine room got the part, and he oh, didn't even audition. Uh, he's a good actor, though. John's good. I, I worked with him before. I get it. I get it. Okay. Have you watched his subspace vlog? It's really good. Lopec, what are you... It is very entertaining. Lopec, what are you eating? Oh. Uh, well, this is Feline Supplement 127. You're, you're eating that well, shit? Yeah, what the fuck, dude? I know it is not logical. However, during the malfunctions of the last week, I found myself only receiving Feline Supplement 127 through my replicator. And... At first, I was disgusted. Oh. However, after checking the nutritional facts, I found that it had everything required by Vulcan physiology. You're well, eating cat food, dude. You're eating cat food. <laughs> That's gross. To me, eating food for a cat is no different than eating food for a human. Uh, you are a different species than I am. Oh, no, God. man, it's pretty gross. Uh, it's I don't so know. Have you tried it? No. I accidentally took a bite of it when I was ordering my pancakes earlier this week. It's disgusting. It's cat food. Yeah. It tastes a little bit like tuna and it's got a little it's got a, got a little bit of like of like a chicken, but it it's it's like chicken that's been out on the counter for a little bit too long, you know, and you just oh, you're gross. not quite too sure of it. That's so disgusting. Oh god. Stop smacking oh, your god. lips, Lopec. Jesus, dude. This is like, I do not want any of it to go to waste. Oh my god! This is this. Hey, this is almost as disgusting. Have you guys? Oh my god! Have you guys ever seen Data with his fucking head open? Oh, <laughs> it's disgusting. You guys, you guys ever seen when it's it's only Jordy too? Nobody else touches the back of his head. But man, it is an intimate procedure that only. Jordy is allowed to do. Yeah, it is gnarly, my guy. Like when I'm in there working and they're doing whatever, and he he pops it open. Oh, oh God, I like have to leave. But it's just if it were merely a visual stimulus, it would not be as bad. However, the audio input is also shutter. And the thing is, you wouldn't you wouldn't expect it to be gross because it's just a bunch of blinking lights, right? But it's his noggin, dude. It's like his brain. Oh, makes my skin crawl. Oh. Almost as much as that cat food, dude. Hmm, that reminds me. I missed breakfast. I will have seconds. Oh, God. <laughs> Spent virtually every free hour in the hollow suite. And for a while, I almost forgot he was a hologram. That means the holodeck safeties are off. Computer, execute complete shutdown of the holodeck. All hall simulations have been terminated. What's up, dudes? Pert Lewis here. Make sure to subscribe to Trek to the Holodeck on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any other Alpha Quadrant 
podcast sites. You can receive Trek to the Holodeck updates on Instagram, Twitter, and any other subspace networks. The voice of the Trek to the Holodeck computer is provided by Verona Blue. Intro and outro music is used with permission from the Midwest Collective by the artist Bodyline and is available on Bandcamp if you want it. Trek to the Holodeck is a fan podcast celebrating Star Trek. It has no affiliation with Viacom, CBS, or any of the other Star Trek rights shareholders, so back off, big business. Heard out.